Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. really scary getting back into the dating scene after a long break. And and there might be a lot of reasons why you might be on a break. I mean, perhaps you've been in a relationship or a long marriage for years and you found yourself single again, or, you know, maybe you've been shut down after a succession of unsuccessful dates. So you spend a period of time on your own. And if you have feelings left over from a previous relationship that you're still trying to move on from, it's going to be hard. For instance, if things didn't end well last time, you may not be sure if you're ready to trust someone new or even yourself for that matter. And if you don't have much success dating, you might be burnt out. You have fears around rejection and you might just simply shut down. So you might be trying to decide how should you go at it? How should you go at meeting people and you know, not be worried about whether or not they like you and being confident and and where do you begin? And then on top of it, if you're an introvert to begin with, this might be doubly hard, especially if some attempts haven't gone anywhere. And you may try, you get, you know, you try to get on a date, you go on Bumble and there's crickets. Or you try to get a second date and nothing happens. (laughs) Or worse yet, you get ghosted. Whatever it is you are struggling with to get back out there, well, it can be hard and scary trying to get at it again. So you might feel that you're out of practice, but more importantly, you might be entering a dating landscape that looks totally different than from the one you left behind, especially if it's been years and years and years. And the truth is, is that when you are riddled with fear, feeling negative or worried about rejection, dating will backfire every single time. And that plays out in many different ways. So how do you get past this? How do you get past this and not only date, but date with success? Well, with me on the line today, I have a woman who I have not talked to, and and I haven't done one of these in a while. I'm super excited. I just know a little bit about her, and she's trying to get out there and spend some time with someone special. And she lives in a very small town. She doesn't get out much. And when she does try, she experiences, well, those crickets I was talking about. I'm hoping to help her with all of this and gain more dating confidence and perhaps with some sort of a plan. Welcome, Becky. Are you there? Hi, Kim. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am super excited. I mean, even more excited for you because, you know, just a little context before you came on, you said that you surprised your friends by coming on. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So what was that about? Just, this is just out of my comfort zone. Uh, You and I had scheduled the appointment. I texted a couple of friends and said, I'm going to be on this podcast for some dating advice. And they were so surprised as instead of texting back, they called and said, what, what are you talking about? (laughs) That's not like you. (laughs) And my response to you was that that is probably the exact reason why you should come on. Right. And and I'm super happy because I always say like things 
only move, they only happen when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations because it probably means it's something you need to do. And so it seems like from a little bit of what you said, you've been in a cocoon in some ways. So, I'm, you know, welcome to the world. And <laughs> I'd, lo- <laughs> I'd love to hear a little more about you, like maybe just, you know, share who you are, where you're from and like what's coming up for you with dating. Okay. Well, um, my name's Becky. I'm 44 years old. I'm an administrative assistant. I've taken some college classes to finish my associate degree. Um, I live in Grantsville, Utah. It's just a small town. It's about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of opportunity as far as socializing. I don't mind the commute. I just don't know where to go or you know, how to meet people. A lot of my friends are already in relationships and I've never been comfortable to go someplace alone, try and meet others. Ah, okay. How long have you been single for? Five years. Oh, five years. And before, Mm -hmm. before that, uh, were you in a relationship and have you dated? So I'm, I'm a double divorcee. (laughs) A double. (laughs) I was, I was Uh married young for five years and had three children. Then I was single for eight years and married again for five years again. And now I've been single for five years. So I've I've dated a little bit um, since my last divorce, but I just haven't, haven't had an opportunity to meet people. I met a few people at work when I started a new job and things just didn't pan out. I have a, a gentleman friend that I hang out with once in a while, but as far as relationship, you know, we're longtime friends. There's not the dating or marriage mm. possibility there for either of us, but I need something more than that. Yeah. Got it. Now, when you have dabbled in the dating mm-hmm. and it sounds like there hasn't been a lot, what what happened? Like, and how did you meet these guys that you, were you just knowing them from work or... So I've met a few people from the app, from dating apps. Oh, uh-huh. But lately it seems when I'm on there, I I do talk to people, but don't seem to get asked out. I don't know if that's from the distance from where I live from the main city. People don't like that commute or the lack of things to do if they were to come see me as opposed to me meeting in there. Um, I don't know. I like I say I do match with people and I talk to people. I just don't get asked out. There's not ever that next step. But recently there hasn't been. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I I want to ask you more about that in a second, but just so that I have some context of where you were before. So it sounds like you're for the most part though, have been like a relationship girl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it it doesn't sound like you've like had a period where you were like dating up a storm without getting attached to anybody. Like you usually just had relationships and then you dabbled. Correct. Uh, okay. So this is new for you on top of it. Like just, just dating. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So, so Becky, <laughs> here's the thing. And I, I talk about this often um, is and and this can be such a frustrating thing. It's like you are trying to go out there and date as you're in like the PhD program and really you're in kindergarten. 
correct? <laughs> yes. No wonder you're frustrated. <laughs> like just, you know, and because that's the thing, you know, relationships are one thing, but dating is another, you know, it, it, the art of dating and being able to just, you know, meet a bunch of people and flirt and have fun and not get attached to anyone. That's, that's like a, a complete, it sounds like completely like foreign to you. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Okay. So tell me more about that. Like when, um, you are on the apps, like how it's showing up now, mm-hmm. people match with you, but then like, what exactly happens? Like, are you e- even having conversations and not a lot more than just small talk? How are you? How are you doing this weekend? Um, you know, what do you do for a living? Just really small talk. It doesn't really go beyond that. Okay. So that's your first problem is never just ask, how are you? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to crash and burn every single time. Okay. (laughs) No, this is why I'm getting like a little more information because, you know, um, how, how comfortable are you with like flirting? Um, I, I, always been called a flirt but I oh. guess it just takes a minute to get it out of me you know I have to talk for a little bit first I don't just immediately come across flirty okay like how long are we talking I mean minutes hours days weeks no just just a few minutes okay it okay can come out pretty quick if I'm interested yeah so there's a flirty Becky in there. We got to like unleash yes. her maybe a little earlier, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's right. Um, and then what, okay. So the, the conversations sound like they're pretty like benign, like it's just, how are you? Like niceties is, is what I guess. So it, I equate it to like maybe watching a conversation that you might have on LinkedIn or just like you know, hello, how are you? Good day. Goodbye. Kind of thing. Right. Mm, Okay. So there, there seems to be some sort of lack of flirting in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So the slow to warm up thing, tell me more also about like your social life and just how you are socially. Well, I'm, that's hard because right now with the COVID pandemic, I'm working from home. Mm -hmm. So I don't, even get out for work, you know, other than grocery shopping. Um, I have a few single girlfriends, but they have young kids. So we don't venture out <laughs> to meet people. And then everyone else that I'm friends with are in relationships. So I really uh, am not very, I'm not active as far as going out and having opportunities to meet people. Uh, well, and that's another problem I always say as nice as you married and coupled off folks out there who are listening are and you you all are very lovely it's just mm-hmm. you don't get it like they don't get it you know and right. <laughs> they're in a they're in a totally different space and time as you and a different yeah. energy level so it's hard to feel fun and flirty when you're with a bunch of married folks right Yeah. Okay. Got it. So that's also like a missed opportunity for you because if you're just socializing with people who are coupled off, that is your tribe right now. So it sounds like you need a different tribe as well. Yeah. Well, and even at that, it's, it's at homes. It's not even going out. Mm -hmm. Things. I don't have much of an active social life as far as getting out of homes goes. Uh, I'm not a bar goer. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you're not involved and I'm obviously talking pre-COVID and mm-hmm. post-COVID and even during COVID, there are things that you can do like in ways of hobbies and activities. You, you, is it just mostly like work and. Excuse me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I took, I enjoy gardening. So I took some lifelong learning gardening classes in hopes even to meet a friend or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that would know somebody and not really didn't pun out they were all quite older than me I was <laughs> gonna for, say that's like there a for careers <laughs> I signed up for some college classes and I was going to an extension and they were all mostly very young and now they're all online so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I've tried a religion class in my area and then that was also very young people so I'd, I just don't have the ideas yes okay so so some of it's the external and being in the in in a small and you know town and also not being mm-hmm. involved um, and the conversations are kind of harder for. Tell me more about your um, introversion because you were saying yeah like you tend to be a little shyer like how does that play out for you? Um, well, just that I'm not usually the one to start the conversation. Mm out in public I've as I'm aging I'm learning (laughs) I'm getting braver and I will start but I'm I'm just not out a lot I haven't had the opportunity now was this even before like growing up have you always been shy or is this a new thing no I've always been shy Mm, okay so that's also, you know, I think part of the, because dating, so much of dating is putting yourself out there. And, yeah. you know, if you're not, as I call it, putting your cab light on and, you know, having opportunity to meet people and invite men into your energy field, then yeah, like they may not read you right too. Because here's the thing, and I don't know if you're aware of this, like how is your body language? too when you're out and about I know it's different with the masks but like in general right um I try to be smiley and make eye contact and say hi Mm -hmm. but the rest of my body is probably closed off Mm, in what way well like if I'm sitting at a table with with friends I just Mm -hmm. my legs are crossed or I don't, I kind of, I just do, I sink into myself. So even if I'm smiling or making eye contact, I try to acknowledge that I'm shrinking, if you will, and try to sit up straight and uncross Mm. my legs and make myself open. But probably for the most part, I'm closed. Yeah. It's a good awareness for yourself. I mean, some people aren't aware of that, but just like you notice that about yourself. And what goes on? Like, are you in your head a lot? Like, are you thinking a lot? Just nervous. How do I look? What do I say? Am Mm. I too old? Like, you know, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm in my head. (laughs) 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 No, but I love that you just said the inner dialogue. I think that's such a common thing because it's true. Like when you're retreating in your body and also it, like almost that wanting to hide kind of effect yes. that you're talking about 
what happens is that there's an inner dialogue with that. You know, you're not shrinking without dialogue. So I, I, the fact that you just said that was awesome. And, you know, (laughs) that'll kill also being present every single time because you're so caught up in your own probably thoughts and insecurities that you're not connecting with what's going on in front of you. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then with the, the shyness, like, do you have a hard time? you know, just expressing your feelings and thoughts? Do you tend to listen more? Yes. Yep, absolutely. And here you are on a podcast with thousands <laughs> of people. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> see, you forgot. You forgot. I'm scared to death. <laughs> yeah, but see, this is my point is that look at, like you just forgot for a chunk of time that there yeah. are people as- actually listening to you. And I think- just honing in on that, that there's, there's something about that, that I want you doing out there in the world. Okay. You know, it's like shutting off the rest of the people listening, you know, and really yeah. like paying attention to how you show up and being present with that. Cause I think that is half the battle. Um, but that's super important when it comes to dating and trying to even carry on conversations with guys, like they may not know that you're interested because you're just saying, hi, how are you? <laughs> you know, right. and, and also when you're meeting people in person, you're retreating in your body language and, and waiting for the initiation. So, yeah. uh, and it sounds like you just need some practice, my dear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested if, if you don't mind going just a little deeper with this like that that inner dialogue that you were talking about you know Mm -hmm. like being it's almost like there was a context of not being good enough what's that about um well both my my marriages were were difficult my first one like I said we were young and dumb um and had kids early and so I felt as if like I was the mom and he was still living in his early twenties, he was going out on weekends and I was home as a mother and he was very, I mean, I don't want to blame, obviously there's two in everything, but, um, mentally, emotionally abusive. Mm. So that it took me a long time to come out of that and find myself again. And then with my, with my second marriage, he was an alcoholic and controlling so again, it was a little bit of the emotional, mental abuse that I had to get through. So yeah, there's been a lot of that. Mm. Oh, that game. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's, oh, that's hard. Well, and it, you know, with that dynamic too, both with the alcoholism and controlling guy and the emotionally abusive is mm-hmm. that you're, you're forced also to shut down your voice as well and and just try to like calm the system did you find yourself doing that a lot absolutely mm. absolutely did how did that play out for you like what would you do how how would you act what would you say um in my second marriage it cut me off from friends and even family he was very mm. untrusting like would check my phone accuse me of this accuse me of that um, and so I just shut 
down. I didn't do any of the things he accused me of. Looking back, it's possible he was doing those things. I don't know. Mm. And that's why he didn't trust. But so I just shut back. He says, I don't feel like you should go out with girlfriends when you're married. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't do dinners. I didn't go shopping. I just said, okay, and cut that stuff out. Mm. You know, what you're describing is, you know, it's like your identity was almost taken away from you. Or, oh, absolutely. Right. Or, or shaped in a way that really wasn't authentically you. Like you had to become something just to make things okay or, you know, not have just that conflict or stress happen. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Has that been something that's been familiar to you? Like, did you grow up in a home that was similar? I haven't thought that. My parents just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And Hmm. I've always felt that I've come from a loving home. You know, we're still very close, but I don't, yeah, I don't know where that came from. I did always want to be my dad pleaser please my dad. And Uh, if I did something wrong, I didn't want him to, to find out. I mean, I wasn't abused. He wasn't mean, but I, I did always hold on to that. I didn't want to disappoint my dad. You didn't want to disappoint your dad. Uh, Yeah. Was, was your family, like, did you guys talk about feelings in in your family or was everything just kind of swept under the rug and you just kind of figured things out? Yep. Just swept under the rug. Mm. So if I can make a connection for you, because I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, but, and, you know, and, and this is just a really helpful way of looking at things, why sometimes patterns get created and that it, it doesn't, you know, just because you've been in maybe some toxic relationships doesn't mean that you grew up in a toxic home. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of times people think that, but there's some dynamics that form with your ascribed role that just gets something that you're really familiar with. And so that you carry on that role in your other relationships. And sometimes that attracts the wrong one. So for instance, and this, this is very common. If you grew up in a home where you wanted to constantly please the male role model, which was your dad, but Mm -hmm. also feelings weren't expressed you kind of grow up suppressing your feelings and just pleasing. Does this sound like a familiar dynamic to you? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And so when you meet men moving forward, what happens is that your, go- your default is to start a relationship with that people pleasing or the man pleasing dynamic Mm-hmm. You're more focused on pleasing him than showing up as you and expressing what you want, what you need, what you feel. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when you when you go at dating that way, what happens is that the um, toxic people, like the emotionally abusive ones, the um, maybe the fixer-uppers, like the alcoholism, or maybe even mm-hmm. narcissists, like whatever guys who might need you will be super attracted to you because you're putting so much like emphasis on them. 
versus you. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And so that's also, that's tied in with what you're calling introversion or shyness. I sometimes think that people get mislabeled that because if you're just used to growing up, not having a voice, you might label yourself as shy, but the truth is, is that you just never got practice at having your voice. Okay. And that makes so, sense. Yeah. So like, I'm making it sound so easy, right? Just have your voice. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have your voice though, what's, what's really empowering about it. And I see this with my clients is that the minute you say hello to a guy, like whether it's on Bumble or on the streets that you show up as you and express like who you are in, in a very confident, approachable way, a, a guy who is not toxic will want to get to know you in that way, but you, but that's on you to share more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so as you show up more in every being, like in your body language and your voice, how, and like learning how to express your feelings. So a guy really feels you caring and being more playful with it all, mm-hmm. then I, I feel like you would start getting some traction out there and also just learning how to date. Like, I think it would be super important for you to understand what it is that you like. Like you, you haven't really, you know, tasted all the candy, so to speak. <laughs> like I tell people all the time, like who haven't had a lot of dating experience is that it's like being in a candy store. Like you've only tasted a Hershey bar and maybe a gobstopper. Like you have no idea all those other candies out there. And mm-hmm. I think just having that time to savor the flavors of each one, seeing what you like, what you don't like, and not like indulging in one just because okay. someone likes you or because there you are, I think would be an amazing part of your journey. Okay. That makes me nervous, but it sounds, it makes sense. (laughs) See, another thing that's making you nervous, which means you need to do it, right? It's you already came onto the podcast, Becky. So that's just your natural next step. (laughs) So what makes you nervous about that? Like, let's talk about it. Well, so a few years ago, I I worked with a a lady that had just recently gone through a divorce and she was on dating apps and was going Uh on two and three, maybe more sometimes dates a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, figure out who you like, go out with, (laughs) she was trying to schedule them in between her full, she had a part-time job and she was trying to schedule her dates in between her, her jobs and you know, she'd say, people would say, well, I feel like you're scheduling me in a dating calendar because I took you out now and I can't see you for another two weeks. And she was, (laughs) you can't do that. (laughs) It made me nervous and it wasn't my schedule. (laughs) Uh uh So I haven't, and Grant, I haven't had that opportunity, but it sounds like from not knowing how to put myself in that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly. Well, you know, it's hard to do things on your own without a plan. I mean, that's one of the things that I love helping people with is just getting a dating plan together. It's just like a business plan. Like you would never go into business without a plan. And I think like, that's what I'm saying. Like, forgive yourself a little bit. Like you're not in the PhD program. You know, you, if you had like a, a roadmap, 
in which to, you know, kind of just start small and dip your toe in the water and just get a feel for it. And then you can like slowly get your body in and start swimming. But I feel, you know, I, it also will be way more enjoyable. Like that's a shock to the system, just jumping in the cold water, yeah. you know, <laughs> without <laughs> getting used to it. And so, you know, thinking of that metaphor for yourself, I think you would find it more pleasurable as well. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you thought about this too, because you're almost like talking and two sides of your mouth just now. Cause like on one hand you want to date, but on the other hand, it scares you to death. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost like you're at a tug of war with yourself. Like the very thing you want, you also fear. And now that I know a little bit of your history, it sounds like it's that fear too. That's also kind of causing a roadblock a little bit. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, what you yeah, just letting it all sink in. <laughs> mm-hmm. But see, and, and that, that, what you just demonstrated just now is what I'd love to help you with or, or for you to work on. And that when something's like landing with you and you're feeling it to express it. You did a little bit ago where you're like, that makes me nervous. And that was awesome. Cause then I felt like what you're okay was about, cause you tend to answer a lot and okay. Yeah. Do you I know do. that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but see, and that's really important because it doesn't allow the receiver to really understand what that means. Like, I don't know what okay means. And I think that pattern is kind of trickling into your conversations online Mm-hmm. It's trickling into your conversations in person and just even like your relationships, perhaps, you know, so I think the key to your queendom, as I call it, um, would be to learn how to like express yourself and put yourself out there more. Yeah, that's big. My friends tell me that too. So definitely yeah. I need to work on that. Yeah. Well, if I can um, give you some like actionables to walk away with, cause I'm all about like tangible things because it can be super overwhelming and scary to just hear oh just you know find your voice get yourself out there be confident you know like what does that mean <laughs> exactly yeah. well and put yourself out there how how <laughs> it's the how to well <laughs> honestly Becky that was the reason I got out of being like a true therapist is that I, I felt like there was so much talking and there wasn't enough action and although like some of the stuff we're talking about is super important like connecting the past and how it's showing up now I think where you're at is you just need a, an action plan you know and mm-hmm. so I'd like to just give you like three things to do. And I, I think for you, it's about starting super small. You know, number one is I would practice doing conversations online and, and start a conversation. What, what um, site are you on or what app are you on? Bumble right now. Okay, perfect. Cause that allows the woman to kind of say the first thing instead of saying, hi, how are you? Which is seriously the worst thing you can do. Cause that goes nowhere fast. Okay. <laughs> try, try to find something in the gentleman's profile that you're curious about and ask them a question about it. 
So if the guy has a picture of him and a cat with a cat, ask him about his cat. If he talks about traveling to Spain, ask him where in Spain he went. Because what that will do is help him engage in more specific conversation. And then it'll allow you to share some things about you, especially if it's something that you relate to. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have this find on his profile Mm -hmm. so that I'm talking about him. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, the hi, how are you is such a general, like, thing. Most people will just say, I'm great. And you? How's your day going? And then where are you supposed to go from there? You know, and so I I have this whole thing in my... um, in my Love Academy program that I do with my my queens is that we actually, we go online together and we look at conversations and we dissect it together. And sometimes I'll even have the women, you know, put some different lines in there while their profiles up. And it's amazing how just by changing a few ways of the conversation, these women get asked out. Right there, right in front of us. Yeah, right in front of us. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. Like so much of this is strategy and it's not your fault. Like no one taught you. It's just, it's literally understanding the nuances of dating and flirting, especially in 2020. If you're listening to this beyond, good for you. I'm sure it's different now, but <laughs> if you're listening to this 2020 in COVID land, that's that it is. It's it's a different thing. And I believe this whole way of dating is here to stay. And so even if things do get better, online dating and being able to have conversations and building emotional connection, I think is the key to a solid relationship. And so being able to slow down and actually work on this stuff now is perfect for you, Becky. Like my introverts are thriving right now in COVID land. I'm, I'm not kidding because they're like, this is your world. Like you can sit behind a computer and actually work on your conversation skills so that when you get out there, it becomes easier. Well, I think I saw, I think it was on your website or Facebook group said something about Zoom dates and I yes, people are Zoom dating. <laughs> I didn't yes. know that was a thing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Becky. Like that's my thing for you. And maybe we can I talk didn't about- know. Inquiring <laughs> <laughs> minds want to know. This is my point. Like, oh my god, I would love for you to even join the Love Academy that, because that's the next step that people are doing now is moving conversations from online to the Zoom dates or video dates, and then you know really the sense is people really need to earn you these days to be able to see you physically. And there's something about for you in particular, letting men earn you because I don't Mm -hmm. think you've been doing that in the past would be awesome focus for you. Letting them earn me. I like that. Then I'm not settling. Bingo. No more crumbs for you, my dear. Right? Right? Like, it's time for the cake. And it's it's, it's time for you to invite that in and find your voice and, like, hear you roar kind of thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I would start with the conversations. And then the second thing I will say is that when you are out and about, about like, going to the market, I know there's not a lot going on. even with the masks, you can still make eye contact and you can still smile and say hello. Okay. And 
I think just exercise that muscle every single day. You never know. You ne- just never know who you can meet. And I think just getting your feet wet and, and putting more intention into that. And then the third thing is like, you know, spruce up a little bit, you know, get dolled up, put some makeup on and, and like go out like you mean it. And I need that also oh, <laughs> right now in my life. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dressing the part really helps and, you know, putting some like kind of sexy costume on and it does not have to be like a cat suit. I'm talking about something <laughs> that you feel good in and with intention, you will have a different energy as you're going out there and, you know, it, but it's on you to get more comfortable being seen. And so I think just to kind of like put a cap on this, it's like, I want you to have your voice and also be seen for the first time, maybe. Being seen. I like that. Cause I, I have been always one to, yeah, I want to hide. <laughs> exactly. And I so know that, Becky, like my journey, I don't know how much you know about my journey, but it wasn't until I came out of my big mommy black clothes into my red dress that I I, I got to practice being seen. It was super scary. But again, yeah. that that's what caused the shift for me. And I think there's something, yeah, about that for you that would be just a perfect start. To be seen. Okay. Yeah, definitely need to work on that. <laughs> What's coming up for you around that? Maybe shopping. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> just start. Yeah. Something yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had a, a friend, well, my friend that was going on all of those dates, she, her comment was, don't you love dating and getting dressed up? And no, <laughs> I don't, but ah. I didn't have all of those dates like her. So for me, no, I didn't enjoy it. So I need to, to go shopping and find something I do feel good in and want to be seen in. Yes. Oh, and I'm happy to help you with that too. As you know, that's like my, my superpower. I love helping. We could start with a virtual makeover. You know, that's the thing. It's just like, it's starting somewhere small. And I promise you, it's like rolling moss. It'll keep collecting and it'll feel easier and easier and more fun. Like your friend was saying. So, yeah. well, Becky, thank you so much for coming on. Like you, you, you were awesome. And I, I'm, I'm just so happy that you got out of your comfort zone and (laughs) put yourself out. Like, this is where it all starts right here today. And now you have like a record of it. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I took notes, so I'm ready to go. And I've got friends that'll make sure I stay on it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. What is like one um, big kind of aha or takeaway that you had from this? The being seen, getting spruced up and and being seen. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to see you one day. (laughs) Maybe you can start by posting a picture of you in the Facebook group. That would be super cool. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Can I hold you accountable for that? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my God. That's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, Becky, thank you so, so much. Well, you're welcome. And thank you, Kim. I appreciate all the tips and advice. And thank you for listening. 
For those of you who are joining me today, this has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you are feeling stuck in your love life and trying to muster up the energy to date after months and months or even years of not putting yourself out there, then I have an opportunity for you. And this is something brand new I'm excited about. This coming Thursday, actually, as you're listening to this, it'll be tomorrow. Um, I'm doing a free fireside chat Thursday, December 17th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And it's about the biggest dating mistakes of 2020 and the new trends to attract the one in 2021, which is like the perfect theme after talking with Becky. Reserve your seat. It's a private Zoom session where I'll be giving you a dating plan that will not only boost your motivation and confidence, but also your ability to attract men as you head into the new year. And oh yes, you can apply to get some hot seat coaching by me like I just did with Becky, but you have to register and there's limited amount of people that can be in my Zoom room, I am told. So you definitely want to hop on that. Um, just think of this as like a live podcast where I'll be, we'll be all together in a virtual room and it'll be super fun right before the holidays. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.